The sing-along podcast would not be possible without the amazing people at Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to record a podcast. First of all, it's free. No hidden fees, nothing. It's completely free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Or you can upload an already recorded episode directly to the app or the website. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others. You can even monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you've ever had an idea for a podcast but you just didn't know where to get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Hello music lovers, songwriters, this is Casey from Second Echo, and welcome to the Sing Along Podcast. I am here on location in, it's Covina, right? Covina, Covina California, California, with the yeah. lead singer of one of the most talented, hardworking, up-and-coming bands in Southern California, Lost on Edge. I'm, I'm here with Kurt. Thank you so much for having me hey, here. Hey, Casey, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my first podcast, actually. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I was going back as I was preparing for this, I was thinking about the first time meeting you, and I was on this little like week-long tour in Southern California, yeah. and I had, it stopped off at uh, the Legacy Room to do a show, and you guys were playing there that night. I have a lot of very specific memories about that show, and I went back and found it. You had posted it on YouTube, yeah. and I saw it, and I started looking at my show calendar. I went back <laughs> through my show calendar, I was like, oh yeah, that was it. I was there for your very like first show machine, as a yeah. band, yeah, <laughs> which was awesome. My most vivid memory was sitting there and you played a song and I thought, God, who does this song? Who who was it that does this song? Because I was convinced it was a cover. There was no way this could oh, be really? an original. And I was like, I swear I've heard this song before. And I yeah. remember coming up to you afterwards and going, Hey, that that song. Who does it? And you're like, no, that's one of ours. And yeah. and, you, and you're like, it's called "Murder Me, Miss Molly." And I was like, really? That's your yeah. and like. And whenever that happens, I've had that happen to me a couple of times where somebody will, will ask me like, "Oh, who does that song?" And I'm like, "Well, I do." And that's yeah. the best compliment I'll get all night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? No, and actually, uh, and I don't know if we stressed it in that show, but uh, you know, it was our first show. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So actually, uh, I think if because actually that was the acoustic one. I it think was. It was. Yeah, yeah, that was the acoustic yeah. one because we did two shows, two and one was acoustic, one was electric. Yeah. So I remember the Murder Miss, Me, Miss Molly um, when we played that for the acoustic show. And I remember that you, I think you did mention that to me, yeah. but also that all those songs, we, I've never, I've never played a cover publicly. Wow. So okay. That's, yeah. that's, you know, like I've played covers in my room to learn skills sure. and scales and sure. stuff or how, how did, you know, certain artists do that. Or yeah. This. And so once I started doing this podcast, I was going down through my history of, you know, all the people that I've met. And I, this was one of the ones that stood out to me. I was like, I've got to find a way to get back to California and and interview Kurt about this song because I'm so, (laughs) I I love it. it. (laughs) So we're going to, we're going to listen to you play it right now. My favorite song by Lost on Edge. This song is called Murder Me, Miss Molly. Tried talking to you, and you said that. 
amazing and as i listen to a lot of your other material it's so different but it's also just a very simplistic format you do verse chorus and then you repeat verse chorus it's and super actually, catchy that's, that's actually something as a songwriter i've actually okay because i'll admit while we're on this uh my sister quit the band just this year oh right? yeah right yeah so if anybody does look up our videos or our songs right now you're gonna see you're gonna hear a female voice and you're gonna see a female and that's my sister. Yeah, and she was half of my <laughs> half of my writing of lyrics and yeah. such. And but uh, it's okay, you know. And I miss her, and I, I wish she would come back because her lyrics are phenomenal. But yeah. there was a difference between my lyric writing and her lyric writing. Yes, which was that hers was always so full of a lot of poetry where yes. mine was very more simplistic and more to the emotions. I can see that. So what you're saying is the songs that she vocally led, she she wrote most of those, if not all of those well, lyrics. Well, she, she, she wrote all the lyrics, but what I'm saying is that the lyrics are... It, it's a strange conversation to have because it's just like, well, do you prefer beer or whiskey, you know? Sure. Like, or wine and, or beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, do you want all these words that mean a lot? Yeah. Or do you want just a few words that mean a lot? Sure, right? yeah. So, yeah. And, it's just and there's a, beauty it's a, in both. Yeah, yeah and there's just a difference in styles, a difference in meaning, a difference in uh, just even what kind of sounds can you get out of those words? Because I'm actually a very much of a, of a person... You'll, you'll notice when I'm writing, especially not not with Mer Molly, but with a lot of songs, you, you, you'd you see me mouthing things, making noises. But it's 
it's not words. It's it's yeah. sounds because sounds. Yeah. I know that this sound how yeah. rah, you know yeah. th- those sounds are going to match a certain it's, chord or something. But I know there's a word that's going to fit into it, there. So I, I've got to touch on this real quick because you have no idea. You're about the ninth or tenth interview that I've done, and I would say well over half of the people that I've interviewed. They write in that they call it like scatting, and, okay. I, and I do the same thing. There's a word for it. <laughs> well, well, and I think about it like when, as I'm writing, and I've got a chord progression, and I, I go, okay, I, here's my melody line. I don't have words, but I know I want this line to end in an A yeah, sound, yeah. Or an E sound, yeah, exactly. and so you kind of yeah. scat your way through it. And I, for years, I'd done that, and I thought I was one of the few that did. I didn't think oh, anybody really? else did. And now, just about everybody I talk to says, yeah. "Oh no, I do that too." Oh, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, thought, I thought I was a loser as an artist. Yeah, because well, it's so trying weird. to crawl my way to the fruition of a song, and I've got all these song ideas on my phone, and it's me doing that. It's me like humming something and scatting because I, yeah. I want to capture the vowel sounds and the yeah. and everything that I want in the song. So yeah, like you are not alone in I, that. And, and actually, I, I uh, going down that road. Actually, um, this is a very fast. I I, I I'm, I'm enjoying having this Good. conversation. <laughs> I, I love it because there's a lot, especially between me and my sister. Yeah, because there is so many differences. So. What's interesting now that we both say like sometimes we'll be scatting, right? Well, my sister will actually need a solid space away, and this was some of our conflicts, right? Okay, she sure. she couldn't just think of something on the fly. Yeah. She needs her space, yeah. right? Because she needs to write out these lyrics, these yes. long poems, right? And wow. then she will attach the music to wow. them. Where okay. I'm more of reverse, where I will create the music, and that's why us as artists working together was really fascinating because yes. I could come up with a riff and then she could make lyrics or something. Yeah, but she's very much very, very strict. Yeah, <laughs> on on that. No, these lyrics have to be assembled that's before we can go forward. That's interesting. Where I'm like, nah, let's just let's just, let's just see it. what happens. You it. know, because yeah. yep. I think I think a lot of the greatest music happens in a very genuine space of inspiration. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Like, so, so as far as this song "Murder Me, Miss Molly," I feel like just listening to the words, there's got to be a, a fascinating story behind it. So, ta- <laughs> talk to me. A fascinating always. story, <laughs> and that's that's what I'm intrigued by. So, tell me a little bit about this song. So, I'll admit, without showing too many of my cards, I guess you could say that we've all grown up as insecure people. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, like even especially in the artist community, I would say you can't even the most egotistical ones have insecurities. Oh, that maybe that's why they're so egotistical so at times. That yeah. song. From its beginning, I was working out. I remember which machine I was actually on. I was on a, I was on a shoulder machine or, or a chest machine, something like yeah. that, right at the gym. And I was just sitting there, and I was just frustrated. I was just like, because yeah, I've I've had girl issues, whatnot, whatever. You know, we all do. Yeah, like relationships. Yep. life, all that love. But uh, I was sitting there in the machine. And I was really just, just frustrated. I was like. Right. sorry no you're good you're good <laughs> um like just just kill me now like man this sucks like yeah. just just murder me right yeah yeah and then i was like murder me right murder me I'm pumping right and i'm just in, in myself like like we were saying with the scatting like yeah. it's a it's a feeling right so even though i had the 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 alliteration of murder me i was like but what am i feeling right now what am i really feeling yeah right yep and what am I feeling? I'm feeling frustration over why is it that that guy always gets the girl? You know, stereotyp- yeah. stereotypical stuff. But in my in in my life though, it's always been that I've had so many different types of friends. And yeah. then you got that you got your boys who we all go out and mm-hmm. some get lucky, some don't. And sure. that that whole that song is mainly about. It's not just about wanting to get lucky. Yeah. But it's it it reaches to a 
bigger problem, which I think a lot of people might discover later on in life. You yeah. know, when you're in your early 20s, I wrote this one when I was 24, I think. Okay. I had some friends who just go off with that girl and then she'd be like, oh, why didn't he call me back? Well, I mean, if you'd gone out with me, I, yeah. I would have called you back. Like, shoot, I would have treated you. So like when you when you look at the lyrics like, I tried talking to you, yeah. right? I tried I talking tried. to, tried to talking you. To you. Yeah. And you said that I was sweet. Yeah. Yep. Said that I was the kind of guy that any woman would want. And this is the killer. And sadly, in some, in most of the <laughs> I love cases, this line. especially I love in my this life. Line. Uh, so um, I tried talking to you and you said that I was sweet, said that I was the kind of guy that any woman would want when they turn 33, <laughs> you know, and it's just like it. But it's so it, and you know what? I just turned 30 actually just just a couple yeah. of weeks ago. And yeah. sadly, this song is technically true at this yes, rate. Yes. But yeah, the thing is, it's it, it's awfully kind of true from what yes. I've seen in my friends experiences yeah. is that even with my with my friends that are girls you know they were they were young yes. and they made stupid choices yeah. in the beginning like we all do and, and then they end up growing up and then they realize wait a minute yes eventually they want the good guy but yeah. later yeah later so yeah so this song's more about just like the good guy and you know we could have a whole discussion on what is it to be good or a nice sure, guy right sure but I don't want to go down that but like um but like with this song though so the character who technically is me but yeah like it's it's a good guy you know yeah like it's a good guy who tried talking to you but you decide to go off yeah. with his friends because they seem more exciting but yeah. then you end up crying to your friend the next morning yeah. wishing he were more of a gentleman yeah. right and you start to realize that in your early 20s you really see this divide yes between you know, just people kind of rolling stones yes <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah just going through life and then you yeah. have other people who have ambitions for love and relationships yep. and stuff and, and those people are usually more ignored because everybody's yes. too afraid to actually yes and you, know. you mentioned the second part of that verse about wish you were more than a gentleman what's that um, second line? so so you walked off with my friends lived up a night that's still young next morning you cried to your friend wishing he were more of a gentleman yeah and then right. that leads perfectly into this it's murder me miss molly make me a martyr, martyr. for your love yes. i love that line that's such a great line yeah and then right after that murder me miss molly because if i could have you then i've had just enough yeah that's well, man. If, if i can't have you if i can't so, have so, you so so murder me miss molly yep make me a martyr for your love Cause if I can't have you, I think that I've had just enough. So yeah. it's like it, it's a really bad message to a good guy. Cause really, <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't you shouldn't let this girl kill you. But right. that's the frustration you right. feel like when you're trying to trying to find love or find relationships or anything like that. It's yeah. just like just kill me. Cause I mean, man, you're you're not going to change your mind. You're not going to wake up to this. And I know this is all from perspectives, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. this was my perspective at the time, and I know whoever's listening to this could be like, "Hey, you're just being selfish." You know, <laughs> name all the other reasons under the sun. You don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, but honestly, at the end of the day, sometimes you see people, and I don't, I don't categorize just girls. I, I say it for guys too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just see people who just make these choices with these people i mean my ex is one of them i mean sadly yeah. that was just a tragedy that we broke yeah. up and i had more songs coming out of yeah, here but yeah that, that's for another day yeah. i suppose when i'm over it yeah but, <laughs> like, but um but you just see these people make these decisions so even like if you feel like you're an honestly good person and yeah. you just like 
man, I'm just dealt a bad hand. Sometimes that's kind of what it comes to. Sure. Sometimes. Because, sure. I mean, like, it's not like you can just pick up on everybody from the store, the bar, the school. The, right. You know, right. you can't just pick up on everybody, yeah. even though some would argue to do so. So it sounds like you're a very experiential writer. Yes. And I've been asking a lot of my podcast guests this. Is there any element of your writing that's abstract, meaning you write about a character that's okay. not you? Or um, do you do any of that I kind would, of writing? I would say that if anybody checks out our Spotify on Lost on Edge, there's a song called Captain's Creed. Yes, I checked that out. Which is, that is full force, cinematic, like just a pirate story cool. about two ships yeah. in a battle. Yeah. Right? And like, literally, I, I, actually the lyrics, there is no really any rhyming in that song. Yeah. It's all just, it's just, I mean, there's rhyming, but it's it's not like a, there's no, there's no chorus. Yeah. There's no chorus to it. It's right. just, it's just verse. First, and really yeah. it's just a story yeah. about, you know, a, a captain going down with his ship at whatever cost. Yeah. And yeah. Cause I do have a lot of songs that are really experiential, but I'm kind of a weirdo and I'm very eclectic. Yeah. So I end up writing some songs that are just stories. Like, yeah. um, I have one called Hanging Tree, which goes like, uh, Lying here under the desert sun, mm-hmm. wondering where my horse is gone. But all I've got is just a broken rope. Someone tried to hang me from the old hanging tree. But, I, but by God's good grace, I was saved. Revenge is all I need. Because wow. yeah. I've been beat up, shot down, looking for the hangman, looking for the same man. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and that song's actually about a, about a cowboy who you, you don't really know what happened That's in the beginning, cool. but he's just mysteriously... He was supposed to be hanging, yeah. but somebody shot him down. Yeah, and, and like, you don't have any backstory. And now he's going to go yeah. out for revenge yeah. against whoever, whoever tried to string him up, right? That's interesting. So there's like certain songs that appeal to a certain st- story or a narrative that I want to reach for. Yeah. Like there's there's a song that I want to deal with wolves and moons and just there, there's those thematic things. But I, I, I also want to try to use certain symbols to, now that I'm growing as an artist, yes. use certain symbols like, for instance, like a wolf in the moon, right? Yes. Wolf running through the dark towards the light of the moon. Right. right? Yeah. Poetic, right? Yeah. Yep. But actually, it could mean that somebody who's just at the part of their life where they got to keep going through the hardships and just keep going towards that direction yeah. yep. to find salvation. Yeah. You know? Something you mentioned there, uh, just it sparked this in me. You said you're very eclectic, and I hear that. But when it comes to the artists that influenced you, I was like, this really does have like a Beatles vibe to it. You want to know the truth i want to know the truth i'll Which... be probably one of the few people on a podcast to actually say this okay that's the hardest question i've I, i've been scared to answer is the influence it's the influence yeah. question because yeah. i actually don't really because you gotta remember i when i started all this i mean dad put me in some lessons and then dad yeah. has his own philosophy on creativity yeah but when i did this you know i guess you could call me lazy but i tried to figure it all out myself yeah you yeah. know and in doing that, it's not like I was playing Ozzy, and then I was playing some Rush, yeah. and then I was playing some Beatles, and then I got inspirations for all those. No, like, yeah. a- any inspiration would have been from me listening, it getting into my head, me stewing about it, and then playing the guitar. Yeah. And, like, that is the scariest question if anybody asks me, because I don't, I don't really have don't an influence. Sure. You know, like yeah. I, I have sounds I like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like well, that's that's what was so interesting as I went then listened to the newer stuff, because I to be perfectly honest, I knew of you guys two or three years ago at the Legacy Room. And then just in the last few weeks, I've been listening to your Spotify stuff. 
and it's so drastically different. And I could hear almost like a, a heavier rock, almost like a, a progressive rock oh, yeah, influence yeah. into some of the newer and stuff. That, that's kind of the funny thing is like, uh, I don't know if I asked you when, when we first met you, but just I think one of the questions we had when we first got into this game was, what is it? What is it? Yeah, what is what's it? the genre? Yeah. Like, yes. yeah. What yeah. do we call it? Because I want to say classic rock, but it's it's not necessarily classic. No, you know, no, it's not classic. It's cool to call it that, yeah. but it's not. And that's why when people ask me what is second echo, and right? I'm just like, yeah. it's just rock. Like, yeah. and, and in fact, at times because the Evolution album that we have out is heavier i've had people try to kind of pigeonhole it toward metal and it's yeah. not metal well, I, I, got, I understand i wouldn't call you metal right. i'd say you're elements. more of like a like a touch of grunge yes like yes. a touch of that yeah it's got like, a touch of metal it's got a hint of it yeah but and so I, i'm with you i hate being pigeonholed i hate yeah. being labeled but i also think it's fascinating sometimes to look back and go i can look back on um even when I was a child, somebody asked me this one at one point. They said, I don't want to know what influenced you. What influenced you before you realized it was influencing you? Like oh, when your parents question. were riding yeah. around in the car, what were they listening to? That yeah. you, and, I, and then I go, oh, it was like the Shirelles and oh, Jim gosh. Croce, all this oh, old 50s wow, yeah. and 60s oh, that stuff. Make, that makes so much more sense. Yeah, because yeah. Th- I think that's why I have such a draw to like poppy, hooky stuff. Because okay. I like all of that, like... Yeah. Uh, my little runaway, run, 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 yeah. run away, like all that old oh, stuff. Oh, I see it now. Yeah. yeah, it's like all that. I yeah. and that's why songs like "Murder Me and Miss Molly" remind me of that so much because it's just super hooky. It's super yeah. catchy. It yeah. just gets. It's an earworm. And, you know? and actually, that that earworm philosophy is actually kind of how. I try to determine which songs I want to push further and which songs I don't. I'm the same way because yeah. I think most of. The, yep. Look, okay, <laughs> as artists. There's a song, you like it, but it's for you. It's you for know? you. It's yeah. for you. Yep. Like, you don't want to show people that yeah. song. Like, it's nice. Yeah. Right? But there are, then there's just that one song or a couple of those songs. They're just like, it's not finished yet. But yeah. whatever this is, it, yeah. it already has the it. We yes. just need to fill it up. Yes. You know? Yes. On its own, just stripped down. Like, that's why I loved that you did uh, Murder Me, Miss Molly, just acoustically, because stripped down, bare, at its core, like, it's just, it's a great song by yeah. itself. Like, and yeah, once you start adding production, it's going to get better, but just by itself, it's just. Yeah. It, it's, and I think that's the essence of a good song. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. Yep. I completely yeah. agree. So, staying on this theme of being eclectic, I've actually talked with some different artists about this i get the feeling that some artists are a little afraid to be too eclectic and i and i take issue with I that because that. for example and when it, when it comes to podcasts when podcasts first broke onto the scene you had radio and television and everything was in these little bite-sized mm-hmm. chunks you know five you had minutes. five minutes 15 <laughs> minutes half hour hour yeah. at the most and then you have joe rogan coming in and interviewing people for three hours and thank god for and, that guy and, and he's yeah. the best he's the and, highest podcast and, you know and you know what's really fascinating about that is Joe Rogan breaking that friggin' glass ceiling? I yes. was hearing, you know, the the, and we're, we're gonna get to that whole establishment yes. conversation yeah. later. But it really does come down to like the interpretation of what you think people want Absolutely. and what people actually want. Well, and I I also take it a step further to I think it has to do with giving your audience more credit. I yes. think I think you yeah. people attempt to dumb stuff down because they're like, oh, and they I'm, can't handle it. And, and to anybody out there who's willing to become a fan of mine, I do not think you're dumb. <laughs> exactly. I, and I, I yeah. think the industry really does think you're all sheep. Well, and I <laughs> and that's that's why I love having this conversation because I think, you know, having a band that does one song that's 
super poppy and then super aggressive rock or whatever, like whatever that that spectrum is of genres. I think that people are ready for that. Yes. I think people want that in a yes. lot of cases. And, and, and like you hear, like I mean, you hear some people, the, the pessimists, the nihilists, going like, "Well, rock is dead, music's dead, right. everything's dead. No right. more music, right? Right? You have the you have the philosophy of the one guy says that all the music that will ever be done has already been done, and therefore all we can do is just keep repackaging yeah. it, right? I I understand that you know when you look at a scale that is all the notes within the key yes but but i don't think i I think it's a poisonous idea i think it's a poisonous idea to think that music is done and that there's no more to be built upon actually i just saw a guy african-american with a guitar with the voice of of what you would think was like a classic like 80s almost rocker kind of yeah. kind of voice and he told i mean he looks like a rapper but he's singing he's playing like Jimi hendrix and he's singing like freaking steven tyler wow. in some regards wow and i'm just like yes yes this yes, is what we need that's, awesome. that's how you change it up yes and i'm not yeah. i'm not just talking about the aesthetics i'm right. also i'm mainly talking about just look at the styling because even his style was incorporating certain other elements of other things that have probably influenced his life sure right? yeah absolutely I, I forgot who the artist was so yeah I, I don't think about doing a shameless plug for him <laughs> he's already he's already got his money <laughs> so when it comes to your writing i want to dive a little bit deeper into the process for you because you mentioned that your sister the way that she wrote and how you write so it sounds like you tend to come up with chord progressions melodies yes. first and then the lyrics come later yeah that's yeah. mainly it because i find it i mean you know, I always think about Elton John and and uh, oh gosh, Bernie Taupin, right? What is it? Elton John and Bernie Taupin? Is that is that his writer's name? Oh, I don't know. I don't know oh. that answer. Oh gosh. Okay. I'll I take your word Bernie, for it. I think it's Bernie Taupin. How <laughs> dare you? I'll take your. <laughs> Either way. So the, I so, just lost my so here, lost my street cred. Sorry. Here's here's a fun fact. So Elton John. And you'll find you could find out from the movie too, but I knew oh, it before the movie. Okay, yeah. but Bernie Taupin wrote the lyrics, and Elton John put the melody and and all the the music to it. Right? Okay, and that kind of relationship I thought about when I was with my sister in the band. I I just I think it depends on the song. Yeah, like I mean, Elton John and Bernie they 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 had a very efficient way of song producing. But I really think it depends on the song because one day you could be <laughs> inebriated, let's say, yeah. and you come up with these lyrics and then all of a sudden you just go off and you just, you have all these lyrics and you have to put a song to it. So if that were the case, which has happened a couple of times, yeah. you know, not, well, varied on the inebriation part, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like you have all these lyrics and in order to put a melody or the music to it, then I would start... Um, Say I have a verse or an introverse or something like that, right? I would start by singing it, humming it, trying to figure out what's the key, yeah. what's the first chord that's going to go into this. Right. And why I usually don't want to do this is because then it's going to go into a lot more difficult territory, yeah. which is how do I turn this chord with these lyrics into a more listenable yes. <laughs> sound, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's it, it's done. Like yes. it's it's yeah. obviously possible, and yeah. actually sometimes it's really rewarding. Yep. But since I guess you could argue I'm slightly lazy, I like to get the sound out first. Yeah. Because I think the lyrics are often more complimentary. Uh, okay, that, that's that's sure. what I would say. I would say that it depends on where your prioritize where your priority yeah. is. Yep. You know, because some lyrics are just phenomenal, yeah. right? Yep. 
or some riffs are phenomenal, yes. but yeah. then those lyrics could be with horrible riffs, and then those riffs Absolutely. could have horrible yeah. lyrics. Yeah. But I will argue this, that that great riff, no matter how horrible the lyrics are, it might actually still be a good song. I, and I feel like <laughs> history has, has borne that out. Yeah, right? there, there's some great riff songs that you go, uh, these lyrics, like even in some of the legendary, you know, I think of some Rolling Stones yeah. riffs and stuff where you go, Keith Richards, just like, this was incredible. And then like, and then you're like, oh. Painted black. Yeah, Mick wasn't really feeling it that day on lyrics or whatever. (laughs) Right? But I mean, like, uh, like you look at the song Painted Black, right? Yeah. Great. Great instrumentation, right? Yes, great instrumentation. And then you look at the lyrics. The lyrics are also good, but the lyrics are also kind of simple, too, in some some regards. Yes. I want to paint it black. Yes. Right? Like, just that one line is the whole song and but yeah that's it's very simple that's like, the yeah that's the hook that's the yeah and going along with that i wanted to talk because i know originally you had said uh, that the band was going to be here with you and maybe uh, even if they're not here you can speak to this because the thing i noticed as i listened to a few of your songs the murder me miss molly song was the very simplistic structure the stuff on your spotify i notice has a lot more diversity and arrangement so yes. talk to me a little bit how does that come about is it do you guys do that <laughs> as a band or do or do you as a writer um, hear all that so uh <laughs> so that first album is really telling for how we write songs yeah because as we start going forward you're going to be like oh it sounds like a song now i, yeah. I can't tell where exactly unless you're actually listening for it i suppose but with those songs they were so amateurly kind of put together okay and i i mean that with respect to myself but still i'm, I I'm admitting you know you look back and yeah, yeah. i understand and that. so yep. you, you look at a song like like fever right uh-huh. that one which we're gonna listen it? to later yeah oh, okay yeah. yeah yeah um that one you have the riff that started with with the riff and then the lyrics came like right like two seconds yeah. after right yep. and i just had that one section I met a girl who said she would, right? That that one section right there. That's all I had for yeah. years. And then eventually I started adding onto it. And what you're going to see is that as I started adding onto it, it's almost like a train, right? Yeah. You had the yeah. engine at the beginning, which is the riff. Yeah. Then you start putting on the cabooses and the carts. Yep. Yep. And that's what ends up becoming the format. And oftentimes I do like to use a certain formula, which is verse, chorus, bridge yeah however that goes but then like you look at a song like uh, captain's creed and it's just verses verses right right yeah and i try to especially with fever or i'm it's not like i'm saying i'm ashamed but i want to do better i i don't want it also to be as stagnant as to have that formulaic build absolutely either where you are repeating it yes where my sister would actually have the very second section right right where i like to repeat it because i like i like the riff i like like the the words i like everything you want to revisit it yeah Yeah. i want to revisit it before we leave yeah you know so well i think that's one of the advantages of having the band format when you're writing is that you know i i noticed my first album evolution is i did it all on my own but the newer stuff that i'm writing with the guys in the band that i have now it's so much fun to see what direction it goes because it's not just one yeah. uh, taste or one opinion yeah. you get this really cool mix of ideas and, and, and actually onto that so i i think you asked me uh, does your band have any any say in how what the structure the arrangement is? yeah and i will say it one it depended on the song um, in the beginning, it was mainly me and my sister who dictated what the what the actual structure is going to be. Yeah. But I I want to say I want my band to be the most successful because we are collaborative. Uh, yes. You know, yes. and I've yep. seen way too many ego. I actually met the guitarist of Hinder, the rhythm guitarist okay. guy. Okay. You know, and he had some stuff to say, right? 
But he really gave me some insight on the dynamics of bands and yeah. where egos sometimes are placed, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And But I, I thought about my own band, and I'm just like, well, I'm the lead singer, writer, you know, I'm the guy. <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. I'm the guy, but yet I don't feel like the guy. Right. You know, I because I want... I want the reins to be held by everyone in the band. Yeah. Now, mainly nowadays, because it's just me, the drummer and the bassist, right? Me and the drummer, X, we're, we're mainly the creatives now. Yeah. Um, because he has a lot of uh, methodical and theoretical insight yeah. on how to get to a certain sound. Right. So what I love about my band is that where I might have some creative elements or some licks I know, right? Yeah. I just open up the floor and I say, hey, X, what can we do to get from here to there? Yeah. And he'll come in. And then Tyler will come in That's and great. do that and fill in the space. That's He's great, great bassist. Yeah. Like, and he'll pick it up like that. Then he'll get on the drums and then I'll get on the guitar and then you'll see videos like you did yeah. you know, earlier. And just, it, it's, it's a very much collaborative experience. And I often try to ask my band... Do you think we should put a bridge here? Do you think that the riff should repeat this many times? Yeah. What do you think about these lyrics? And obviously I'll have my opinion. I'll sure. say like, no, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're going to stick to this. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, most of the time though, most 99% of the time, I'd say it's, it's all collaborative because yeah. I believe that if we can all just, you know, you put three liquors into a bottle and you shake it all up, yeah. it's going to have something pretty hard and pretty yeah. powerful, but yep. a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun, yeah. <laughs> and when it comes to the writing ideas, I've had two schools of thought, and I would love to know which one of these you fall into. I've known some people who are like, I'm going to write a song a day, or I'm going to write a song a week, oh, or whatever it is. But And where I am in the kind of the other yeah. side, where I edit highly as I go, and I don't finish a song unless I'm 100% happy with it and so as a writer and as a band do you guys write a ton and then get rid of songs or do you just say no we're gonna work on this song till it's done so so the funny thing about how we operate it's it's not it's not as efficient as i want it okay but the gold that's produced is is really where i i care the most so essentially i'll just be living life coming up with like i probably if you looked at my phone i probably have like a 200 different recordings of Same, 200 yeah, different too. licks yep, right yep. 200 different lyrics 200 all different my, all my voice memos yeah are, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yep. all packed up right yep, getting that or, extra yep. storage space yes, for that, right? yeah exactly um and from that i think we pick out songs i i i do not like having a regimented uh song a day sort of schedule because sure. yeah i i'm sure it works for some but I think it it has the possibility of getting too humdrum. Yeah. And you're demanding too much of yourself sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Where you're not allowing the actual um, divinity of the muse to really yep. inspire you, right? Yeah. So oftentimes we'll leave it up to me. And, and and my drummer does come up with some licks sometimes too. Yeah. He has his own his own songs as well. And I, I want to incorporate those yeah. into the main playlist. Yeah. But as of right now, it's just what did Kirk come up with, you know, in the last month? Yeah. Now let's listen to them. Let's figure out which one sounds pretty, pretty awesome. Yes, right. Yeah. And then we're going to pick that one. And actually 
uh, I don't know if you saw in that one video, but I've actually been using my TV screen yeah. as a as a display screen yeah. for our different songs. So we have concept, developing, and complete. Oh, that's right. Wow. So wow. when we're like, well, I don't want to work on that song today. It's, right. It's almost done, but we need more. We're just not feeling it. Yeah, we're yeah. not feeling it. And yeah. if you're not feeling it, you're not going to get that song totally. done. Totally. Yeah. 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 And so then we could just pick off the concept list. Okay, which one of these have we started? What Can, can we improve it? And right. then we go into development, right? Right, yeah. And it's like, well, we have these songs, we have the main structure, but we still need to fill up the holes, right? Yeah. And so oftentimes we'll have our list of developing songs and we'll try to complete those. Man, that's very structured. I like that. I, I, you know, just, you guys are very structured in how you like differentiate the different stages. That's very cool. I tried to do that. (laughs) That's very cool. That's very cool. I want to take a left turn into a different topic here and it, this element of writing and content always stands out to me whenever I listen to an artist. And I want to, I want to touch on another song that you have on Spotify. It's called city of love. There was a line in it. It says, tell me the moment when you lost your faith. Mm -hmm. And that was any kind of line that deals with faith or, and especially in rock music and in creativity, there seems to be this, I don't want to say an obsession, but anytime I hear anything about religion or faith or God or anything, it always, it always stands out to me because I'm like, you don't hear that a lot, but then it also triggers something in me. Like that person must have some experience with it, whether good or bad. And so it makes me want to ask you where, in your opinion, when you come up with that great idea, where does that come from? Where does inspiration for you come from? Oh, okay. That's the question. Because I was going to say on the faith line in that song, yes, you could draw an allusion to God because sure. oftentimes we do, I mean, the whole song's about love, sure. right? And yeah. the dark places we go to sometimes and trying to seek it. Sure. And that goes hand in hand with God, godly concepts, you sure. know? Sure. And um, I would say that when did you lose your faith is in that song is mainly speaking to those who just feel broken. Mm-hmm. Those who just, you know, I've been through the wash with women. I've been through the wash with my parents. I've been through the wash with everything, I'm not speaking so, from personal experience, but I'm, I'm saying just to relate to that person who just feels like, uh, tell me about the woman who took everything away, I think it was. It's more of a loss of innocence. Yeah. More, it's, it's kind of, the, well, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a loss of innocence. You know, yeah. you, you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, nothing does mean anything. I'm just kidding. You yeah, know, yeah, could, everything yeah. means something as long as you place meaning in it. Right, yeah, right? yeah <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, where do I find my inspiration was your question. And and I don't, I don't necessarily mean in a sunrise or in a, like, I guess what I mean is where does inspiration in general come from in your opinion? And if I said emotions, would that be an answer? Yeah. Or, I, yeah. It's whatever you think, man. Oh, okay. So you're just saying for the concept of a song or like the feeling of a song? Um, both. We'll okay. say both. So those, and I actually, I have to say that those are two different things okay. in my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, concept for a song is like, what's the what's the idea? You know, is it about a pirate? Yeah. Is it about a cowboy? Yeah. Is it about a lonely guy? Right. And that's all kind of details that I have to do a lot more intellectual work on. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where you fill up the spaces in the lyrics. Yeah. But the feeling though, that's the real inspiration. I, I prioritize. Yeah. Cause it's really, that's what really gets people, you know, can you make a person cry? Can you make a person laugh? Yes. Those are very, very powerful things. It, they are. Yeah. And I, I think, even if I was speaking gibberish, even if I was speaking like, rah, 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 right, with this nice melodic tone, but yeah. if it makes you cry, 
mission what accomplished. Is it? Yeah, yeah, what does it even matter? And yeah. it's not that I'm all, uh, by the way, you guys, I'm not all for just abstract BS, okay? No, right, totally, <laughs> totally. But I think if it, if it, if it, if it fulfills, yeah. you know, the goal. So to, to dig, I don't, I don't mean to belabor oh, the point, but to yeah. dig just a little bit deeper. No, I need that, to keep belaboring. That, <laughs> to, when, you, when that idea comes, when that inspiration comes, is that something that is coming from you or are you just a antenna for something outside of you that's so happening? It will, it, um, in my personal, um, in your opinion, yeah. in my personal opinion, and also in just uh, my own personal, um, the way I work on things, I guess it, it, it's all me. Okay. I, I don't think I, I can help as much as I, I don't want to be the artist who tries to say like, Hey, I understand. No, yeah, <laughs> no, nobody will understand you. Just like, no, you're not going to understand me. Even after I wrote this song, right. even though you heard it a right. million times, yeah. you're yeah. not, you're going to understand You've me, got but, your you're, own never, lens. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah. you're never really going to understand. But what I want to do is I want to share in the emotion. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. not that we're really relating on the emotion, yeah. but we're just, we're sharing it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. there's a, there's also another song I had written. Um, we all write our own stories. Yeah. Sometimes we share in the pain. Yeah. That's Sometimes we read the words differently. Yeah. Sometimes we're just not on the same page. Yeah. Sorry, girl, that I let you down. Sorry, woman, I painted the frown. Yeah. Never wanted to hurt you, yeah. just wanted your love. Yeah. Right. So with that song, that's also about perspectives and feelings and sharing in that. Right. It's not that. It's not that there's uh, uh, there is a right and wrong when it comes to the issue, but when it comes to emotions, I think I've always argued that sometimes pain is relative, and I would okay, I, I might be a little tangent tangent right now. I'm, I'm getting to the point. Okay, so that emotion, reel it in. <laughs> that emotion that you were talking about, because I'm trying to articulate it. You know, you could say, well, were you happy when you wrote that song? Were you sad? It's about pain and it's about appreciation. Those are the two emotions yeah. that I draw from, I guess yeah. I should say. Pain and appreciation. So there's a song, where the song I just said, which is that we share in the pain. It's about relationships and yeah. such. And even though that the lyrics point to it's a interpersonal romantic relationship, it can be applied to so many other relationships. Yeah. And it's about the pain we all share in just trying to understand each yep. other. And so therefore, the, imp the, the emotion that inspires me the most I would say is pain, but also I, I revere the acknowledgement of appreciating certain things. Being grateful. Being yeah. grateful, yeah. right? So um, yep. there are there are certain songs that are coming down the pike that are more about kind of letting go and just being like, but the day is amazing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or there's even some fun songs too, but I, I do focus on like, how does pain translate into a sound, I guess I could yeah. say, is where my inspiration draws from because there's that gut-wrenching feeling that could really pull out some songs that I never want to record yeah. ever. Yeah. They're there, they're yeah. on my phone, but yeah. I never want to go back. Yeah. And then there's just those some that really you come to terms with, yes. I guess. And that's where the inspiration for, for yeah. some songs is. You're, you're talking about the pain, it's a reflection, it's coming to terms, it's sharing. Yeah. And so that's, uh, does that kind of answer It does, yeah, okay. it's perfect, it's perfect, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm the guy who kind of goes on tangents. No, sometimes. no, no, and that's, you know, and believe me, when it comes to doing podcasts, I've not run into this yet, but I think the worst case scenario is getting somebody where you ask them a question and they say, yeah, I don't know, or they, they have nothing yeah. to say. And I'm like, <laughs> no, this that. is a podcast. You're a I person. Need to, yeah, you're a person. Please, uh, this is conversation. I have to, yeah. yeah. So no, I would rather people be long-winded oh, than, okay. than not yeah. have anything have to, to say. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
So in just a minute, we're going to play probably my second favorite song from you guys. But before we do that, I want to get your plugs that were, if people want to find out about Lost on Edge, where do they okay, go? Okay. I would probably say for right now. Okay. Anybody listening to this, I, I understand that the scene looks bleak, <laughs> you know, but as a music listener, just ask yourself, why not? <laughs> yeah. And even just following somebody does a lot for them. I actually learned that as an artist, I was pretty prudish myself, keep in mind. Yeah. So my shameless plugs are going to be, uh, you can follow us uh, on Instagram. You can search us up at, at Lost on Edge, right? You can uh, hit us up on Facebook, Lost on Edge. Mm-hmm. We are actually the only band with that name, surprisingly. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So um, Lost on Edge on Facebook and Instagram is probably where I'd hit us. Uh, check us out on Spotify, Lost on Edge. And if you're ever just Googling us, just put at Lost on Edge and you'll you'll find a yeah. bunch of stuff on and us. And this is the one thing I want to make sure. Do you, do you, you guys are on Spotify, you guys on iTunes? Yes, we're on iTunes and too. And on Amazon. Oh, that, that's we're what you were talking about, about earlier. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's what I want to. Oh, here's what I want to say for anybody listening. Um, we're not. We might be on Amazon. I'm not okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. But there is a place where you can download. And this is the yeah. important thing about this podcast is when I was younger, we had radio stations that we would listen to. And if I heard a band that I loved, I went out and bought the yes. CD. Yes. If I, I heard the a same band, thing. <laughs> if I heard a band that I was like, that's a cool, that's a cool band. And you know what? I, I don't really want to buy their album, but I, but I enjoy hearing it on the radio. Yeah. That's what Spotify should be for. That's what Spotify is. It's the modern day radio station. Yes. And it's gotten people out of the habit of going and buying people's music and that's what I want people to do is if you've listened to and even worse actually they they actually make your playlist for you right right and if you have listened to today to Kurt and Lost on Edge and you've really connected with them I want you to go and Download, go to iTunes and download their music because th- this "Murder Me, Miss Molly" is a perfect example. This um, that song is not, not that right, but hold on, hold on. <laughs> it's not on there, and that's my point. Is yeah. I want it out there. So, in order to support you as an artist, I want to go download your stuff so that you can keep this going, we're, we're so on, that your career yeah, can yeah, keep going. And we're also you know? thinking about. Uh, I'm thinking about starting a Patreon too. Yeah, I think that's great. I think uh, I think the streaming wars are about to start. Yeah, I think especially since once this COVID thing's over with, yeah, and there's gonna be a real big reflection on streaming, yeah. internet platforms, yeah, especially since Facebook. W- Actually, I heard I saw an article where Facebook was was striking bans for trying to play live on. Yes, they did do that. Whoa. They did do that. So I this kind that. of madness. That's why I'm saying, folks, if you're a lover of music yeah. and if you're an artist or if you're just a fan, try. Invest directly into the artist. Invest directly in the artist. Fight the establishment. You can be a rebel in today's society. And actually, it's against the people that have been telling you what to do, what to listen to, and what to buy this And it's so important. Like, when you're investing in them, whether, like, let's say that that a band has a website where you can buy merch. Or you go to their their shows and you buy a ticket, you know? Or buy merch there. Buy a physical, you know, vinyl or CD or whatever. Go download. Those are the things that tangibly support a person an artist and a band's career and it helps them. You're saying, I love their music so much. I want them to make more of yeah. it. And so I'm going to invest in them. I'm not going to just stream because we get nothing off of streaming. Yeah. It's not. Well, we, we get what? A, a half of a cent. I, I, if that, <laughs> I think it's less than that. Like a quarter of a cent. And we might get this. There might be this badge of honor to say, oh, we have this many streams, but really it doesn't yeah, do no. much for no, us to perpetuate our career. Yeah. And so that's what I'm, I'm, I'm really encouraging our listeners actually, to go actually the and one, do that. There's only one thing that all these social media platforms do. Yeah. And actually it creates a resume for any agent or studio to discriminate against you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So it sounds like you guys have a lot of great plans for the future. You're writing, you're kind of weathering the storm during the whole lock, oh, yeah, the shutdown definitely. and waiting for things to open back up. And I know as we, we kind of discussed this a little bit when I first got here, this idea of, I think when things open back up, I believe that people are going to be hungry to go out oh, and yeah. get out and, nah. and experience life. I think everybody's music. got cabin fever right now, yes. especially for music. Yes, I agree. I think I was hearing uh, a commentator the other day talking about like, you know, shows online they suck yeah. why do you want you, you don't get the you don't get the vibes yeah of a of a real hall where you're hearing music yeah. you know it's yeah. not the same we're gonna end with this one song I want you guys to go and check this out this is from the album you can find this on iTunes go in it and again if this if you're connecting with it go download it this is Lost on Edge and I also know there's way more there is if you support us we promise we will produce music yes like you never you got so much so many ideas coming down the pike so please go and support lost on edge this song is called fever
thank you so much for allowing me to come and do this episode. This has been so much fun. And I feel like I could probably talk to you for another two hours. But yeah, I just want to thank you so much for this. Thank, well, no, Casey, I just want to say you're a great guy. I'm yes. happy to have met you. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that you still remember us yes. from all the way back when. Yeah. And I really just... I appreciate being able to have a conversation about this yeah. as well, because I think this conversation, I think your podcast is very important. Yeah. I'm hoping all your supporters support you enough to yeah. get you into the, the scene where we have a broader audience listening yep. to this conversation, because yep. I think it's very vital for the future of the music industry. Agreed. And I just want to say I appreciate you, man, yeah. and just thank you for everything. Yeah, my pleasure. You my know. pleasure. Let's, uh, let's spread the word. Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. spread the word, everybody, if you love music. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sing Along Podcast. And if you haven't done so already, be sure to click that subscribe button and then share this podcast with other music lovers and songwriters. If you'd like to submit a song or another artist, you can email me at singalongpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's singalongpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with another brand new episode. But until then, this is Casey from Second Echo saying, don't be afraid to write a new melody. And don't ever forget when you find one to sing along. Mm-hmm.